So I'm Randy, I'm alcoholic. I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never, ever, ever drink alcohol successfully again. Evidently, I'm allergic to sugar and flour also, and those things are very bad for me also. So I've been abstaining from sugar and flour and measuring my food and having a much better time with food and life and the universe and everything. So um, I'm allergic to alcohol, but I'm here because I have a unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated and can't stand the word now. Talks to me in my own voice and I believe what it says. And I call that alcoholism. I don't know what you call it. I call it alcoholism. And I have the total inability. I'm constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself with 33 plus years of sobriety. I am constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself on my own power. I'm a complete defeat at being honest with myself on my own power. And I have to admit that. Because if I don't admit that, then I'm not going to take the time that it takes and the effort that it takes to invite a higher power in to restore me to sanity. And I will continue to try to restore myself to sanity, which to me is to have a quiet mind. And I'll try with my mind, I'll try to get the mind that's talking to me in my own voice to get quiet by talking to the thing that won't get quiet to try and get it quiet so I can have some quiet. Now that, to me, sounds insane. And so I'm going to need to find a power greater than myself, which happens to be inside of me, that can be the source of quiet. And the only time I can have the relationship with quiet or now is now. I can't have quiet later. I'm not going to find quiet quiet in the future, and I'm not going to find quiet in the past. There's only quiet right now. At the end of every thought, there's the quiet. If I will reach out to the power that is capable of producing the quiet. I can't do it. I'm a complete defeat at doing it. I've tried everything to quiet my mind. Every kind of drug, alcohol, sex, shopping, driving fast, everything. I cannot quiet my mind. But in this moment, I can have a quiet mind. If I'll admit complete defeat as a way of life, if I will admit it, and practice it and then start turning and rightly relating myself to my higher power. So you changed uh, I, the English version of the of the uh, of that uh, principles and application says God could and would uh, Every AA meeting or every 12-step meeting is an assurance that God will 
the book says God will restore me to sanity if I rightly relate myself to it. The uh, Someone in England decided to add could and would to that. And I don't, I don't, I like it simple like the book. God will. Every meeting is an assurance that God will restore me to sanity if, if I'll rightly relate myself to it. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen in time. It doesn't happen because I didn't drink today. It doesn't happen because I went to a meeting where it could happen. <laughs> but it doesn't happen by accident at the meeting. I still have to rightly relate myself to my higher power. I still have to say, God, I'm sitting here in this chair. I drove all the way here. Could you help me hear what's being said? Because left to my own devices, I will add up how much money I have in the bank for this entire meeting over and over and over again and not hear one word that's said. That's just me. Everybody has their own thing. Bob A. used to say, uh, God, look at me. I'm up to my old tricks again. Could you be with me? And uh, I heard him say that for years. And I thought, wow, that's such a nice saying. And I would say it got him up to my old tricks again. And I would parrot Bob and I would say it. And then one day I thought, well, what the hell are my old tricks? What are my old tricks? My old trick is money. My disease uses the old trick of you don't have enough money or you have enough. You have enough to go buy something new. So let's think about that. But my old trick is money. You're running out. You're not going to have enough. Don't pay that bill. I got the money for it, but don't pay it because if I pay it, then I won't have the money for something else. And and so I had to I had to stop and say, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not just up to my old tricks. What the hell is my old trick? What's my I have an old trick. Everybody has one. Some people it's relationships. Some people it's money. Some people it's prestige. Some people it's uh, uh, to be you know what admired or respected or everybody has their old trick. I can't see mine, but I had to know that I, I had to ask and then it was shown to me over and over and over again. Oh my God, all of a sudden I could hear my mind when it started with the old trick. The old trick is money. Oh, look at that Porsche. If you had one of those, you'd be happy, but you're never going to have one of those because you're a loser. I have enough money in the bank right now to go buy a Porsche. I have enough to go do it. But I know that that Porsche isn't going to make me happy. And I know that spending the money on that Porsche is is going to make me more sad than the Porsche is going to make me happy. So I don't need a Porsche today to be okay. But every time I drive up against one, it tries the old trick. Oh, look, look, it's a 911. It's a 9-11. You could have one of those. If you had one of those, you'd be happy. And it's like, really? You're starting with that again? Really? Again? For years, I would drive and see a Porsche and just feel like a loser. I would go directly from whatever was going on in that day to, look, there's a Porsche. You don't own it. You're a loser. That was it. It was instant. Instant. You're never going to have one. You're a loser. Forget about it. And uh, uh, so I'm up to my old tricks again. It has to have a meaning, just like admitting complete defeat. 
Just saying, I admit complete defeat. Well, what the hell does that mean? What does it mean to admit complete defeat? It means I can't walk to my mailbox on my own power. Because I'll be thinking about what's in the mailbox. And, and I'll be talking to myself. I got a, a, a letter from the IRS once. And I was terrified of that letter. I would not open that letter. It sat on my table for three weeks. I would not open that letter. I was going to prison. I'm a liar, a cheater, and a stealer, and they figured it out. And uh, three weeks of intense pain every time I saw that letter. And then one day I opened the letter, and there was a check in there for my refund. And I'm like, oh, damn. Three weeks of intense pain. All I had to do is not listen to self. And I've had some letters from the IRS where I had to take care of some stuff, and it wasn't as bad as the three weeks of my mind telling me how terrible it's going to be. Never ever is, is as doing the thing that I don't want to do is never ever ever as bad as what my mind tells me about how terrible it'll be to have to do that thing, whatever that thing is. So I'm a complete defeat. <laughs> I'm a complete defeat. I'm a complete defeat at being okay in this moment on my own power. Whether I have a letter from, whether I have a, a letter about an audit or a, or a refund check, I'm a complete defeat at being okay. Doesn't matter which way it goes. I have to see this and I have to pay attention and I have to ask, my higher power, and I have to do 12 steps because in step four where I learned how to take inventory, I don't know how to take inventory. I know how to take inventory of you, but I don't know how to take inventory of me. I'm very good at seeing your defects. Oh, I'm excellent. And I'm happy to point them out for you if you'd like. But I am terrible at seeing mine, and I'm terrible at seeing my part in it, and I'm terrible at seeing my fears and my resentments. And, and so the part of becoming rigorously self-honest is fourth step and fifth step, where I share it with someone else and they go, really? That's the way you see that? Really? You might want to look at it like this. And, and then... I start to see things in a different way. And then in step six, I get to turn. I get to turn again. Step six is just step three for people that know a little bit more about themselves. Step six is I uh, am entirely ready to have God. Step three says I'm, I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And step six says I'm entirely ready to have God remove my defects of character, but I'm entirely ready to have God. I love that about step six. If you, if you break it down a little bit, I'm entirely ready to have God now, not Randy. No more story, no more old ideas, no more everything I just found in five and six. I don't, in four and five, I don't want that anymore. I want to be a new character. So I get it removed in six. And then in step seven, I say, okay, well, everything's removed. Now what do I do? How do I go out into the world to be the man that you would have me be? Where are my shortcomings? Where I fall short of being the person that you would have me be? 
where I have that removed. And now I can go out and be the man that you want me to be. How do I do that? What do I do now? Because I'm, I'm still a complete defeat. I'm still a complete defeat at doing God's will on my own power, because how could I? That would be Randy's will of his idea of what God's will might be for Randy to go out and do that with Randy's power and Randy's will, uh, pretending to be doing what I think God would have me do. But, but in step seven, I'm humbly asking it, it, could you, what, what, what do you want me to do tonight? It wanted me to be at this meeting because I did not want to be here. I love you all. I really do. But I wanted to sit on the couch and watch football tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I did not want to meditate and talk about AA. But here I am because it's not up to me anymore. This is what I believe my higher power wants me to do on a Monday night. And when it doesn't want me to, I'm not here. So... Anyway, that's a lot of blah, blah, blah for me, but, but that's who I am, and that's why I'm here, and that's why I love this program, because there's 12 steps. There's no mystery. It's just 12 steps, and if I do them in the order that they're in, if I apply them in my life today, I get to have the quiet. That's it. That's all I ever wanted was quiet. The reason I need a Porsche so my mind will shut up about Porsches. The reason I need more money in the bank is so my mind will shut up about money. I don't even care about spending it. I just want it to shut up about it. And I could do that with everything in my life. Anything that the disease tells me I need, all it's doing is being noisy and trying to be the power for my life. And all I want is quiet. And, and the program gives me a way of life where quiet is right here, right now. It's just right here. So I'm going to get quiet now. And uh, I'm going to ask my higher power to help me hear what y'all have to say tonight. And uh, if you'd like to uh, share, you just raise your hand. Or you can even, this meeting's so small, you can just, oh my God. Was I muted the whole time? Randy, you're muted. Was I muted the whole time? No, just uh, the last three minutes or so. Oh, well, I recorded it, so you'll have to listen to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. How did it mute? That's so weird. Anyway, um, I'm going to be muted now, and I'm going to let y'all share. So I hope you heard something, and uh, I'm going to stop talking. So thank you for letting me share. And I'm recording this. I recorded my part. I'm only recording audio, no video. If you share, it will be recorded, and it will be played back by people on whoever wants to listen to it. Who wants to share, Roy? You're unmuted. You want to share? Uh, sure, Roy Alcohol. Hey, Roy. Uh, it's nice to be back. I wasn't here for a few weeks. Just uh, moved in to a new place with a girlfriend. That's the first. Um, uh, it's great to be back here. Um, yeah, my old tricks. You know, I've been doing them for a long time. And I still do them, so they're not really old. They're pretty, they're new, man, because I keep doing them. So, um, and it's in, you know, 
and it doesn't it doesn't matter how long I've been doing this program. Um, I wish they were old, and I wish they would stop, but they don't, so they can't really be that old. Um, and uh, you know, uh, it's crazy. Like you know, last month I had a good month at work, and my life was great. And uh, it, last month it was God loves me and I love me. Mm-hmm. And this month work's not been that good and it's I'm a loser and God must hate me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, my old trick is that is that I listen to myself and I have no idea what's good for me. And I keep listening to myself and I keep listening and I keep listening till I'm in enough pain. And, uh, and I know that I need to turn to God and I do turn to God, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I turn to God, but I am turning to God without really trusting and relying on God. I'm turning to God because I know that's what I have to do, but it's like a empty kind of application for me. Um, and I really have to uh, be aware of that because if because if I'm not at peace and I'm not and I'm doing what I'm what I think I need to do, you know, which is I'm trying to use God so that I can have peace in my life instead of being of service to God, where really that peace is coming from. And so, like, it's just really obvious, like, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm not finding that peace, and I'm not being um, returned to sanity, then something's not right. I mean, it's like, it's not rocket science, because I know when I do this program, and I do it, um, when I'm fully surrendered, and I'm not in compliance. Um, it's God loves me and I love me all day long, you know, 24 seven. And, uh, and so I can't see, I can't feel when I'm in the weeds and I think that I'm doing it, you know, but like, I don't know, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect from like, me not seeing that I'm not in peace and me doing the work and why I'm not at peace and doing the work, you know, it just takes, it, it takes a, a lot, you know, it takes a lot of pain man, for me to see that. And so, uh, you know, I, I just, um, but I can see it eventually. And maybe, you know, I'll turn at some point, which I do, but I just like, I still get that gut wrenching feeling that I'm a loser and that, 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 you know, and so it's, it's astonishing to me that, you know, that sometimes I could be coasting and loving life and nothing changes in my life and I'm miserable and I'm unhappy and just because of some external things that happen, like money or work and things like that, that and those are serious things. You know, I'm not undermining those. Those are I'm, I, I like to contribute to the stream of life and to be productive and and 
But uh, I just, you know, when I'm in the thick of it, I just can't see that that whatever my mind is telling me isn't true. And, and uh, you know, I need help. And I'm glad I'm here. Thanks. Thanks, Roy. Good to see you. Who's next? Valerie? Hi, everybody. Valerie, an alcoholic, and I do suffer from the disease of alcoholism. Hi, Val. Thank you. Thank you so much, Randy. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful you chose to spend time with us rather than, I hope you recorded the game. <laughs> but one thing I want to share, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and you, Roy. I'm not accustomed to this level of honesty especially about the Valerie I don't know. I can talk about the Valerie that drunk, the, the drunk Valerie, the drug Valerie, the feet. I can talk about her all day long. But this Valerie, and it's, it's scary. I wasn't going to share because I sat here. I heard you, Roy, but I was talking to myself. I scared myself. I don't want anybody to know this, but I do. I want the help. I am obsessed about my recovery as I was about using people. You know, somewhere along the line, I did. I learned how to love things and use people. Unlike you, I've got the bottom, the red bottoms. I've got the mink. It's in storage. Been in storage for twenty years. I'm in Arizona. What time you came with a mink coat? I'm from New Jersey. I mean, I've got all this stuff. We live in a three-bedroom home. I have every clothes. Closet, including the hallway closet, just jam packed. My husband's repaired the racks in the closet several times. So I got him to go out, this is years ago, got him to go out and buy a, a stand where you can hold the extra clothes. It collapsed the other day. Oh my God. I'm just seeing the insanity of all this stuff. But you shared something about two weeks ago, and I love the instruction you guys have given me. This is what I, I, I desire. You said we, there's a whole lot to do. I've been going through these clothes. A lot of them, I've not worn them. But I found a, a, a domestic shelter. And I've been just getting, just, they can have it. I'm tired of it. There's so much pain with this stuff. And most of it's new. I don't care. Just take it. I want the freedom to get rightly related and stay there. But I need to tell you guys also, with the information that I've been getting from you, the instruction and direction, I nibbled on a bowl of bitch flakes two days ago, and I did not want to share it with Ruth, who is sponsoring me. I didn't want to share it with anybody. It felt good until the pain became so great. Help, I need help. And it was nothing new. I'm married. He wasn't doing what I wanted him to do, and I was pissed. And I ate some bitch flakes. I'm, I'm not eating them now. But telling you guys i am so grateful for these principles and application and i'm gonna hang around and i, I hope i'm getting your nerves but you stuck with me and i love you all and thank you thanks valerie it's great to have you here who's next right rick hey good evening rick and i have alcoholism hi rick nice to see all you guys and ladies Valerie, word freedom, interesting choice. Something popped into my head. Um, 
I love to buy shiny things. And then they live in my head and they require maintenance and they require care and worry about stuff. Mm. And you lose freedom. Um, I did have that Porsche and it owned me. I had it for five years. And you would think I'd be happy and content until my brother-in-law went out and bought one that was just a little bit nicer. And I was like, ooh. And, uh, you know, my wife hated that car because we go out drinking and she's like, I hate driving that thing when you're in it. So if I was going to drink, which was most of the time, we wouldn't take it. I don't valet it. I don't want to be parked anywhere bad. So uh, it owned me. So after five years, I unloaded it. I unloaded and that, I... It was very hard to do, which told me I needed to do it. And after I unloaded it, I did get freedom. Still miss that. Still best car I ever owned. But I wouldn't buy another one because I know that it takes away some of my freedom. I know it's something It's about me. I can't. My wife didn't get it. Nobody seemed to get that. They're like, why'd you get rid of it? You love that car. Yes, I loved it too much. It owned me. I didn't own the car. And I, it just, you know, fed off me and I learned that. So I'm actually happier. I'm a lot freer. So I have gotten rid of a lot of things that I find that do that, that own me. And by unloading them clothes or guitars or extra motorcycles, stuff like that, um, I'm freer. It's gone. I don't have to worry about it being stolen, dented, destroyed, anything. I don't have to maintain it. I'm happy, joyous, and free. It's gone. I enjoyed it. I enjoy what little I have left. So for me, I find that things own me. And it's taken a long time because I love to buy things. My head would pop in and say, hey, do you see the new you know, Porsche Cayman? It's really nice. Go, yeah, it is nice. Nice Aston Martin. Beautiful car. I'd love to rent one for a day and give it back. Go, this was fantastic. Here you go. You know, that's what I should do. Is uh, I love those kind of things, but I, I wouldn't want to own one. I've got an old forerunner and I don't worry about it, and that's perfect. Yes. Um, I've been listening to a lot of the old primetime meetings, and uh, I've been hearing the message watch, um, watch the thoughts in your head. So I've been really trying to do that. What you know, that goes back to the old tricks in your head and the things and the triggers and things like that. And it is amazing. You can stop and you can go, oh, where'd that come from? You know, and you can see it going down the road a certain way and go, that's just not right. You know, so it is good. I've been spending a lot of time. And uh, so I enjoy that because I work from home now so I can put one in the background and listen to it. And every once in a while I go, what? What was that? So I enjoy that. And Randy goes back a long time. Uh, he's definitely in syndication. Should be getting residuals. But uh <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> but that's it. So thank you very much. Thanks, Rick. Good to see you. All right. Who's next? David? David Applehouse. Hi, David. Hi, everybody. Um, needed I mean I'm so lucky to have these meetings these kind of meetings the ones that I have tonight because you mentioned as we all know that you mentioned that every meeting is a reminder to turn to our higher power and um, t- today I woke up with a lot of wants 
I want this, like the Lord would be talking about. I want this, I want this, I want this. And I was got tired of it. And I called a friend and I said, I need something on myself. And I know what the answer is because I've heard it millions of times. Go help somebody else, get out of yourself and go do what you're supposed to be doing in the program. We told me to help somebody and I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. He goes, when you do that, you don't think about yourself. And I'm like, that's true. It's, <laughs> it really works that way, right? It's that easy. And my disease just wants me to, it's so, uh, wants me to not see that at all. You know, it wants me to not see the simplest thing that I need to do in this program. Because once I see it, it's just, it's not that difficult, but it is because my mind wants external things a lot and, uh, and, and internal things, which is a lot of external stuff recently I've been dealing with. And, um, so I, I noticed when I expose it to the light is when this stuff really happens. It's when I can get rid of it is when I bring it up to a friend, which I've been doing a lot asking people what, what they would do. And when I shine a light on it, it kind of shrinks it down to more manageable size. I can't manage it, but God can at least I can bring it down. So I can bring my ego down. And, um, yeah, so I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky tonight that I get to go to the meetings almost every day, you know, and the zoom meetings, I really love them. And this meeting, Saturday, Wednesday, and Monday with your age, been great. I'm just lucky I can, be in this kind of meeting that really talks about the solution and just helps me so much, helps me so much. Um, that's all I got tonight. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Good to see you. Who's next? Dennis, I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Dennis. I don't really have a lot to share. Um, thank you, Randy. I really needed that. I, I, I'd be lying to say that, you know, I didn't have a hard time during the meditation, trying to quiet my mind. It was very active. Um, very important. I have very important things to think about, you know, don't you know? Um, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about, right? <laughs> um, and, and hearing your message. So I I, um, I really needed to hear it, and I need, I need to hear more of it. I think uh, I've been a little... She's okay. I'm not getting on myself. I think I've been a little disconnected, you know, but at any point I could just start again the last, you know, week or so. And, um, I think, um, I've temporarily hit, uh, an ebb, you know, ebb and flows, right. Between the pandemic and my health and, um, just everything work, whatever. It's like, I'm having, um, it's weird. I haven't had this feeling in a while. It's like I, it was Sunday night. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want work to start. I don't want to, there's no separation of work and it, it's all working at home. It's just been one long thing. So it's like, I haven't felt like this in a while. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. The funny thing is <laughs> kind of like the Porsche. It's like, okay, well, let's think about what that thing is. And it's like, and it's not the thing, you know? So it doesn't matter. So I understand, I understand, I, I understand that, you know, so if I buy into the story of, I don't want to do, okay, that's true. I'm not as motivated and I'm having a hard time being passionate. That, that's fine, but it's not like there's this magic elixir. There's this thing, there's this item, there's this position you know, I still think there's a number in the bank, but I know that's not true, but I still kind of think <laughs> there's a number, <laughs> you know, but it's an 
an inside job. So I can easily point to all these other things and there's some truth and maybe all of it. But the reality is, is that I do know as an, and Randy, as you basically reminded me of, you know, now, now is now, you know, it doesn't matter what's before, what's after the situation. It's, it's, you know, am I rightly relating in the moment? And no, no, I'm, I'm rightly relating to whatever I perceive as my issue. You know, that, that is, that is not the same as rightly relating. I'm rightly relating to my, whatever the story is that I'm telling myself, you know, with my old tricks. And that's what I've been relating to, which is sneaky. <laughs> you know, I've been rightly relating to, to, to self, you know, vaguely disguised as higher power, but not really. <laughs> You know, I, I know better, but, um, so with that, I'll, I'll just, I'll just shut up. Um, it's good to be reminded that, um, that actually none of this really matters. And what matters is the, is the constant trying to rightly relate. So that's it. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Ruth or Jeff, who's going to go first? Jeff? Jeff Alcoholic. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, it's good to be here. <clears throat> I am at the tail end of battling COVID. So I'm just really thankful that, um, th- uh, that I'm at the tail end of it. Um, it's just really good to be here. I don't have a lot to share just human interaction and seeing uh, different faces talking is is just that has been like a, a really good to see um I'm just, i was starting to lose my head a little bit just being being at home so it's good to be here um yeah i think that's all i got I'm just trying to hang in there so Thanks a lot. Good to see you, Jeff. Speedy recovery. All right, Ruth, you're up. Self was hoping the time ran out. (laughs) God. You know, I really want to tell you guys, I really thank you because my self-talk will beat me up so bad. And then I hear you guys share you have the same self warper man i'm like damn go on the warper it, it it can just go and go and you know um ah man just it the way the higher power just humbles me you know i mean i think i'm doing okay and then all of a sudden i go in meditation and something gets revealed and and i can feel me swallowing self and it's choking me because i've been holding on to it and um, and then I just the gratitude just comes up in my heart that I get to see it. And I get to see you guys have it too. And I'm not alone. And we know I know the solution. You guys have shared it with me. And I have to practice it. You know, and the child part of me says, I oh, know, no, 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 not me. Let, let Brother Randy do it. <laughs> 
you know, let, let that sweet Dennis over there in Singapore, you know, these guys got it going on. No, no, no. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I will share, you know, cause, uh, expose the disease. Right. So when I read that little thing to you, Randy, the only thing I heard was, I'll talk to you later. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, can you imagine, right? The parent, parent turn on from, or the high school teacher turned on like, and I, and it took me immediately back mm-hmm. to my class in Akron U and uh, my writing class. And yes. she would take that red damn pen and she'd circle my stuff, you know? And I remember, you know, I went up to her and talk about self-righteous pride. I said to her, what do you think you're doing? I said to my prof, right? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Circling my, my words. And she says, well, this would be better. And I said, but it's not your voice. It's mine. You know, oh, man, I can hear that now so fast. It's like, don't circle my words, Randy. What are you talking about? You know, when you, when you said that part about the bottom, you know, and then I got into the meditation. And I heard God so clear, you know, just I don't hear God, but I get the thoughts. And it was like, what an honor. And I mean this, I, what an honor that I get you guys to teach me. Mm. I am humbled. Mm. And, and I know you guys don't think you're great because you're humble. But I feel like I'm in greatness mm. with you guys. Mm. Um, you have so much spirituality to give. And, uh, I, I just. I'm so grateful that I I get to learn from you guys. I get to let God through you correct me, and I'm willing. Now, pride doesn't want to, but the true self, you know, the true higher self does. And um, and I got to tell you, Randy, there's a Pan Am portion storage just waiting for when you come to drive. I didn't want to tell you that, so you had to go, you know, but, <laughs> watching a bunch of guys run into each other on TV be better than becoming face to face with self <laughs> and and having a relationship with a higher power right in the moment with with beautiful people like you it's amazing so thank you all and um i guess we'll take a moment of silence and then we'll do the serenity prayer together you can all unmute yourselves for this round deeper. God. God. Grant me the serenity to accept that I cannot change. Change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Will I be done? Thank you. 
Serenity, you want me to change the last line? Look at it. Circle. <laughs>